Hey everybody, welcome in on today's show. We've got a got a plate full. Uh, we're going to probably talk a little bit about the um, the microchip issue and how it's caused a uh, uh, little bit of a production halt of a few vehicles out there. We want to get into a little bit of that? What else we got, Keith? I, I feel like I feel like we've had that conversation before. I hate to say I told you so. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And. And we've got uh, confirmation on the Nissan 400Z uh, in terms of production models and how those are going to look. We'll give you some info on that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the recent Barrett-Jackson auction, which everybody is very aware of who those guys are. A couple of vehicles that went for uh, quite a bit of money, to my surprise. So, All right. Nissan... um, some um, subprime lending kind of interesting possibly sketchy have we not learned anything from 2008 yeah buyer beware buyer beware they're uh they're they're highly motivated to sell cars right now let's leave it at that and then you'll have to listen to the show to find out the details absolutely and then uh looks like uh rivian has taken some of our recommendations um, in the past where we've talked about uh, what they can do to make a bigger impact in their listing. It looks like Rivian has partnered with a, um, an outdoors outfitter supplier in the Overland industry, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll touch a little bit on that. All that coming up on today's show right after this. That is my co-host Keith over there. How are you doing today, Keith? What's up, man? <laughs> I hey everybody. I then I then did you? Uh, yeah. Hey, so um, uh, did you see the dirt track race? No, I didn't. You messaged me about that. Um, so for those of you that don't know what Jay's talking about, uh, on a previous episode of the podcast, we talked about NASCAR and the Bristol Speedway yeah. going dirt for dirt track races and hauling in massive amounts of dirt. And uh, it was full-blown chaos at my house when that message came uh, you on. Th- you think it was full-blown chaos at your house? <laughs> you should have seen it at Bristol, man. So... Yeah, it and was, by the way, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, go to our website at partscounterguru.com, hit the podcast uh, tab at the near the top there. I think it's kind of on the left side. And you can, whatever platform you prefer, wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, as I like to say, you can you can subscribe to ours. And we covered that in a previous podcast. Uh, Dangle, yeah. Dangle NASCAR. Dangle NASCAR, Dangle NASCAR. It's out there. So, yeah, go yeah. check it out. It was fun. But it was interesting to watch the race. Of course, it got rained out. Um, How do you? And, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it'd get too muddy, well, right? Yeah, well, it got too muddy, but it's actually, it helped it out a little bit, but not not as uh, enough, you know, 
they had problems with chunks of 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 this red clay coming up and it being a problem well, and it was it, as it you was know an issue. when i sent you pictures th- there was a lot of rain like it was almost near 2010 nashville flood yeah, levels I, I i heard that nashville got it was like the fourth rainiest yeah. uh 48 hour period it was uh, bad man on, and on we, record yeah and we got some more so. coming uh t- overnight but uh yeah hmm. i was on an island and and i don't live on an island but i did over yeah. the weekend yeah and, and you know i don't know maybe maybe you'll you'll you know for our viewers who like to watch some of our video segments maybe you'll throw in a i might a never know i might throw in some like footage right of uh here yeah or something i don't know yeah. anyway well yeah we'll see anyway but um yeah glad you guys are okay and i recall as i lived back in the 2010 floods uh i was at the epicenter of those floods we got nearly 18 inches of rain within a 24-hour period uh that was pretty incredible i've never seen so much rain in my life biblical uh, <laughs> yeah, man, so I can actually you know. pull up my weather station and tell you how much. While I'm doing that, tell me about this dirt. Tell everybody about this dirt track thing. So, so uh, it, obviously yeah. they had a lot of rain. They had to postpone, but then yeah, they had a happened. lot of rain. Had had to postpone yeah. it, and they rescheduled it for that uh, for the following Monday. Um, and they pulled it off. Uh, it was fun to watch. I I I was working and watching. Um, so, uh, but every time I would. I would look up. There was some sort of spin out wreck. Somebody getting into somebody else, and and I don't know how those poor guys could see a thing with all of the the dirt and clay all over the windshields. But it was exciting to watch. Um, I hope that they do make this a permanent race because I think obviously as the more we do these types of races, the better they get at at them. Um, and not only just the drivers getting used to those those um, uh, conditions, but the track ownership uh their teams coming in and preparing that surface for those drivers to make it a really really good safe fun race to watch so i'm sure there was some hot heads yesterday some frustration um but they but they did get it pulled off and again it's just nascar trying some new things and i'm i dude if i watch that every weekend i would watch it every weekend yeah it was it was it was pretty pretty fun to watch so and by the but way, anyway. my weather station is only showing about five inches, which is still a lot to happen in a twenty-four hour period. But uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I've like got a lot east of trees of, and stuff around, so it didn't. Yeah, yeah. and east of you, I think um, got somewhere yeah. in the eight to nine inches of rain uh, totals. Um, well, they, and yeah, I, so I know the area very well. There's a lot of small creeks and tributaries. Right, I live yeah close to one. So funny, funny little side story, everybody. Um, they called school off early in the afternoon they sent everybody home a couple hours early because it was a lots of hail and tornadoes in this thing and so they they you know better safe than sorry mm-hmm. well apparently it 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 like went it went around us like it went to the south of us or the north of us or both but there's very little of anything happened right uh, right where i live okay mm-hmm. which is great and so i decided the sun's out and i'm like i'm i'm going for a run man i'm you know, it's been raining all day. I'm going for a run. And then, sure enough, about 15 <laughs> minutes later, I get this, like, did you message me? You messaged me first. You're like, dude, you're about to get hammered right now. Right, right. And you're like, and nah, I got I got the all clear, man. My uh, my, uh, my team turn, says it's okay to be yeah, out, man. My family's watching the news. They're like, oh, it missed us. We're good, you know. And, and Jay's like, uh... I call one of us called the other, and he's like, "No, no, no! I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, you're you're in the middle <laughs> of it to, right now. You need to get home, man. It's a, it's a bad deal." So I turned around and sprinted home, and I, I mean, I got just, just 
soaked. Yeah, it was just bucketfuls, and uh, I, I yeah, it was kind of comical. But well, unfortunately, man. that that storm uh, left a really really devastating track down in Alabama and northern Georgia, and sadly, people lost their lives and. That is one part of living in the southeast that I do not miss uh, is those tornadoes, man. Right. I mean, I've, I've ridden them out quite a bit. Those severe storms it's are scary. not fun to, fun to be with, man. And um, I do not miss it at all. But um, I do miss Tennessee to some degree. Uh, there are certain things about Me it that too. I do miss. I miss – oh, no, we, we don't mean what it used to – I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So. so let's get into some of this meat and potatoes we talked about um, in the opener. Um Live from the news desk. <clears throat> right. So we got a little chip problem. And we ain't talking chips and salsa. And we uh, so, got a podcast recently about this thing. Yeah, you know. I hate to say I told you so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, by the way, Jay, how's your recording doing? Doing all right? It's doing great. All right. It's doing good now. Yeah. So we had a little technical dif- difficulty in the studio, but uh, we're, we're past that, I think. So uh, we for those of you that don't know, yeah? Yeah? You good? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. Just, you need a life preserver, just let me know. Send up Oh, by the way, this yeah. shirt, I'm going to give a shout out to my mother-in-law and father-in-law, thanking them for this shirt, which, by the way, guys, if you're interested in it, you can buy this on Amazon. Uh, you can go right to our website, partscountaguru.com. And click on the uh, Amazon banner up top, or we'll put a link on mention on the podcast for this shirt. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. So that would car be the guy. It's a it's a noun uh, like a regular guy, only cooler. Yeah, that's me, man. No, nah, but they just as a show of appreciation to me, they wanted to. Yeah, you um, you got to be careful where a, you wear that though. You get people coming up to you asking asking if you'll <laughs> right. Help it's them, like you know, a bullseye, man. Yeah, change yeah, your brake pads it, out or whatever. A, yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, back to this chip thing. Um, yeah, right. we 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 discussed this um, podcast. Uh, I hate to say I told you so. Sorry, it never gets Jeep, old, man. Jeeps and Jeeps and Chip Odyssey, I think it was. Yep. You can go to parsecountyguru dot com and find that audio Just, podcast. There's there. a podcast tab at, at, near the top. Uh, click mm-hmm. on that. Wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, you will find ours. There's links to all the major platforms, yep. whether it's Apple and Google, Spotify. That's or whatever. It. We're, we're on all yeah, of them. Just, just so, subscribe. Yeah, that one was, I think, called Jeeps and Chips or something like that. But uh, Jeeps and yeah, Chips, so, obviously, yeah. So this is affecting the Camaro, right? The Chevy Camaro. It is, man. Uh, GM has um, confirmed that uh, its uh, Lansing Grand River single plant uh, will be idled beginning uh, first of the month or end of the month through the month of uh, April, if not longer. And the reason is because uh, they don't have enough uh, semiconductor chips um, uh, to produce the fast-moving vehicles, the better-selling vehicles. So they've got to cut bait somewhere. And the the Camaro uh, has not been the hottest-selling model for GM over the last couple of years, uh, like they had anticipated it would be. Yeah. So. You I think it all somewhere. has to do with profit margins, and so the, you slow down production on the vehicles that do not have, uh, aren't bringing in, aren't bringing in. You know who's bringing in the most money? Well, we're not going to stop that one. Right, right. Um, it's using its 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 existing semiconductor chip supply for highly profitable vehicle, mm-hmm. profitable vehicles go. like yep. like uh, he wow. just uh, like he just yeah. said. 
I say I told you so. I, I, I swear to God, I, I didn't, I didn't read that before. I yeah, and it's, it's for extremely popular vehicles, mainly trucks and the SUVs. Um, but they not only cut the Camaro, but they, they cut the, uh, the Malibu, uh, the Cadillac CT4 and CT5, which is coming up for 2022. Yeah, which that kind of makes the Malibu really. Yeah, they, they are, and you know that that. That totally makes sense to me. Um, I mean, especially with the CT4, CT5, which, by the way, man, I, honestly, if I'm going to drop that kind of money on a performance vehicle, it's not going to be a Cadillac, man. I get it. It's basically, you know, Camaro on you know, steroids, you know Corvette, who, but they are fast, man. You know who would take issue with you? And, and I'm going to tell you that GM has done a very good job Oh, from I know a they generational have generational perspective of marketing to these younger mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Sideshot loves Cadillacs, loves them. Well, they do. They do a lot of good things with those things, but they, but they're they're very expensive. They're yeah. very expensive. Um, but you know, it's the, the the they're they're not really. It's not a badge of sport. In other words, but it's not will, a Camaro. He'll throw, he'll it's, it's throw not a all Corvette. the data at you. He'll go. Oh, I know. I know he's it's not I, high resale value. It's you mm-hmm. know you should. And, and he does this to me all the time. He'll go, Dad. You should really give him another look. Like you know, it. it here's what we have become, Jay. We have become <laughs> like our dads. That it's like you you get married to that brand loyalty, and you're like, ah, that stuff's crap. I mean, you you turned you changed my mind about. Uh, Hyundai, I initially mm-hmm. was kind of like, eh, kind of poo-pooed Hyundai. But see, my experience to them was in their early days here in the United right. States. And there's still people out there that have that, you know, sense that they, they still think that, that they are junk. I, um, Apple's and they're the same. Not. Like, peop, Apple just keeps selling iPhones because people recognize Apple from the reputation it had in the Steve Jobs era. And uh, they have been plagued with a lot more quality issues since then than they used to. Uh, so, in other are, words, Apple's now Kia. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just my point is that that whole brand loyalty, which we've covered many times, can be a dangerous thing, right? Like, yeah, definitely. We need Absolutely. to get into Cadillac and go. Just you we, know, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's let's commit to having a segment on the Cadillac overall. Because they Wait, they Cadillacs making clothing. Oh, oh, you mean <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they do, I'll take a pair. But um, anyway, I mean they're 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 dabbling into um, electrification. Obviously, being a, a GM family member, right? Um, they're dabbling into the sports car uh, side of it, which they they have been for a while. I mean, dude, when you that wagon they did that has the the six liter. I mean, it just blows my mind how fast they are and how and they sound just awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, they just they they're tuned very well, and I know it's a very well built machine, but I just I just when I think of Cadillac, I just don't think of sports car. But they do make some some really really uh, viable options for people who want to have luxury and sport at the same time. It's kind of that's where they're at. You know, they're in that category of. Yeah, not exotic, but kind of yeah, inching well, up. They have you know, to survive. If if they're you know the old reputation of being an old man's luxury car, I mean that is not that's not going to. The same thing happened to Jaguar. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of like you know wood paneling everywhere, and you know, yeah. and the, the the gentleman's steed and all that, and 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 yeah. 
I would buy one now. Like they're not. Right. That's not who they are today at all. So yeah. Uh, you, so you know, this is this is, and we'll get into this more a little bit later on the program. But we're on very very thin ice right now in terms of our our nation's economic stability. Mm-hmm. And I've said this many times for those of you that are are fans of the show and that are subscribers. First of all, thank you. But you know what I'm about to say. As the automotive industry goes historically here in the United States, as their economy goes, so does mm-hmm. the nation's economy. So if the That's automotive right. industry is not doing well, we tend to have economic hardship elsewhere in the country. They use car sales as a predictor. Um, Absolutely. If you can't make the cars, you can't sell the cars, right? So, That's so right. this is we're we're teetering here. This is dangerous. Um, you know, it, ironically, it's not because people aren't don't want to buy them. I mean, you, you can't get a Corvette right now, but you, you Toyota can't, they can't make them, right? Toyota. In the meantime, Keith, they're one of the automakers that has a surplus of semiconductors well, sitting around, and they learned right from their their devastating um, uh, tsunami that took the nuclear plant out. Um, their infrastructure was completely. And their supply chain was completely devastated, so they learned a lot. So they were not going to let their, their 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 themselves be caught with their pants down, if you will. And they uh, Toyota's actually posted, you know, proud earnings. Um, things are looking good for Toyota so far. Uh, their production has not slowed. They're they're moving right along. But one thing that concerns me about this, and and I hate you know for for you people that are Camaro lovers. By the way, this segment brought to you by Toyota. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're a Camaro lover, you, you might be a little concerned here because as with anything, when you start having issues, somebody's got to some, – something has to go away. And Camaro sales have been down. Um, we know the direction that GM is headed into the electrification of all their vehicles. By 2035, they've committed to that. Now, that remains to be seen as to whether or not that'll come through, but they are certainly committed to that. Um, And, you know, could it be that, you know, maybe there'll be a redesign of this Camaro and it comes out as uh, an uh, an EV? It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, Ford just did it with the Mustang. Um, So just, just keep that, you know, in, in the back of your mind, and we're also talking, I mean, there's there's news from GM that, you know, will it happen? Don't know, but it's also possible that you might see the uh, Corvette uh, Stingray become an SUV and an electrical vehicle as well, electric vehicle as well. So, you know, there's a lot going into this. It could be an opportunity for GM to go ahead and start cutting that bait to get closer and closer to that commitment to all electric vehicles like well and you know and i know it's a sports car um car sales in general you know sedans now mm-hmm. the canaro's a, a camaro's a two-door but yeah. they have not sold as well as crossovers um suvs trucks in the past right you know three or four years. a lot of a lot of car manufacturers gm is no exception have announced hey we're we're reducing our, you know, our lineup in terms of passenger cars. That's and that, that's sort of why, you know, I joked, are they still making the Malibu? But I was kind of serious. Like, I I didn't realize they still had that car in their lineup. So, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, 
again, it's just kind of kind of interesting, but makes me a little nervous here, just because uh, uh, this this could cause problems on on you know it 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 could ripple through the economy. So uh, oh, we'll it will, it definitely will. We'll see what happens, and you know, like he said, we'll get into a little bit more that will kind of hint to some issues that may be going on. Anyway, so. Guess what was recently spotted, Keith? Finally. Um, one of those zebras with the reverse stripes, white yes. on black? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, actually, it was silver, all silver, ah. you know, versus the yellow. But anyway, yeah, zebra. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> ah. So... <laughs> So we uh, we got our first glimpse um, recently at what it looks like to be the uh, a couple of um, Nissan 400Z production vehicles coming into LA. There was uh, someone um, at one of the receiving facilities that got got into it and and showed us some of the interior. Um, pointed out the fact that it was. Um, uh, some of the changes, you know, if you, if you look at this thing, it it is definitely true to the to the proto that we saw when they initially revealed this thing. And I think we said then that if they do that with this and they don't change it that much, if this is what it looks like, man, I'm on board. So um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> I I watched the videos. I had a I had a couple 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 things jumped out at me here. Number one. I do kind of wonder the legitimacy of, I mean, I, he says he's in California. He kind of sounded like he was in California. It looked like the car came in, shipped, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if that car was intended for a U.S. market, though. I mean, if you go to Nissan's website right now, they're still listing the 370Z in their sports. That one in the GTR, okay? And I, why would you start shipping to dealers before your corporate website lists the vehicle this, for sale? This could be this could be someone within the Nissan organization getting the vehicle first here in the States. As we all know, there's a huge headquarters. Right, which in, is to in, my point of, right, it's not necessarily right. intended for the U.S. market but, to sell. But they did point out, um, our friends over at Road & Track pointed out that the headlights in the rear bumper have been given reflectors to confirm uh, to conform to U.S. regulations. Uh, distance sensors have been added, and a lip spoiler has also been attached to the hatch. So. Yeah. It does appear like it is built for the U.S. market. Now, is this is this a disguise? I don't see why it would be. I mean, they said that they would be in production, and you would be seeing these things on the showroom floor, hopefully by midsummer. Uh, see, I think it's I think it's a show car for going in. You know, it's it's for a commercial or a video shoot, or you know. Could be. You got to remember, it takes time for them to to you know, as we know, you know. Production takes time. Like it takes two to three times as long as the actual filming process itself. So I don't know, you know, and this is petty, but the one thing that you and I talked about and, and we said, uh, man, I hope they do this because it would be just awesome. And oh, it 
probably wouldn't add a ton of cost to the vehicle is the raised white lettering on the tires that said Z. Oh, oh, I would, oh, I would be all over that. They're not on this. They're not on it. I know it. And that was just, um, and I said to you that, you know, that's, that's a good marketing, be a really good marketing tool. But I, you know, who knows when, when they get these things up on their websites or, you know, and you can, you can, uh, you know, the configurators, um, who knows that may be an option for you to upgrade to those specific tires. I don't know. I hope so. I hope they do it, do it that right. Um, and it would be, uh, I think it would be cool. Very cool. I'm, they I'm, tend to I not love... mess around a lot with options for tires on the Z car. You kind of just get the best. Like they, they don't tip it uh, in years past. Anyway, they haven't offered a, a lot of variations there. Mm-hmm. Um, they famously, you know, they're different size wheels in the front than they are in the back. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll see yeah. if that continues, but right. Um, so you can't rotate them, but they don't typically give you a lower end option because that's a performance car and it really does right. need and and you're, you're not going to get i mean they're not you might get in ten thousand miles out of some of these tires and it's time to buy new ones right but but what i'm what my point is this is that to the true enthusiast of a z yeah someone who loves them like you do like um i have several friends of mine that love the thing um it's not necessarily a downgraded tire. It's just an option to upgrade to a white letter version. Because I see what you're saying. So it's be like the saying? same tire, but it'd be like a custom. But it just have a white letter version, yeah. right? Just like the car comes in yellow or yeah. black or gray. I mean, you know, whatever. Call it an so option. So I think that it's yeah. just an option. It's a, and again, we won't. That remains to be seen until we see the configurator online, which probably is going to be a really small configurator. There's not going to be a whole lot of options. It. it, it typically the z's are what they are mm-hmm. um you're gonna have the you know the, the higher horsepower version versus the the standard and you might have automatic versus um right which manual. we already know yeah right, right. so right. we know the answers there so so yeah I, I anyway it, it it's it's a it's a maybe it's a tease we don't know and you maybe you're right that it's that it's it's intended for show purposes only but it doesn't make sense to me that if it is a show car to put it out there and it not be what the production vehicle is going well, to be. So I have to kind of, or it's going to be it. used is, in a movie or a commercial footage be. or something. And they needed to slate that so that, you know, by the time yeah. they announce it, they've got a commercial right. to go with it or something like that. Right. Exactly. And, and again, and to that point, you're right that this may not be what that final production uh, vehicle will look like because, there's a lot of uh, customization that goes on specifically for advertising and marketing, mm-hmm. um, and so you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. So, but my point is is that it's here in the U.S. It came. It, they say it came into L.A. and there were two of them. Um, well, and, and typically, that's your port of arrival, port of entry. Right. That's exactly port of entry Asian from. Yep, yep. You got it. It's either coming into L.A. Um, Seattle, or uh, you might get them into New York or somewhere like that. I think even like places like Savannah, Georgia is getting vehicles coming in there too. They they have to have areas in within the U.S. that makes sense, and then plus gets people out of a pickle. Like for example, the way back in the I don't know. Uh, like say 2012, 13 ish, somewhere around in there, 
when there was a bunch of strikes in L.A. Um, and so all the cargo ships were just kind of sitting out there waiting to get in. And a lot of them just kind of went around the horn and came into, you know, other other ports um, like uh, New York and, and Savannah and um, those areas. So anyway, so it's, it's something to hang on to, guys. If you're a Z fan, keep keep yeah. on the lookout, man. If you if you hey, if you know of anything factually or you've seen anything uh, that you're aware of, once you reach out to us on partskindaguru.com, we have a contact us or a uh, leave a comment. In the comment section there, yeah, there you uh, we'd like we will we'll we'll put your name out there, you know, and mention your name and ask the question and see if we can't get the answer, or we'll let, we'll let people know that you gave us some good info. So there you go. And hey, or leave a comment if you're watching this com- on the video segment. Um, right. Make sure you hit that. Man, I never do this as good as my son does it, but uh, you know, click the bell, hit the subscribe button, notify all. That way, when we have more info on this, you will be one of the first people to know. Absolutely, as long as YouTube does their job, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what else do we have? Well, Keep you want to get into this? Uh, you, you go, you go, girl. What do you want to do next here? Well, um, let's just talk real quick about a couple of sales that occurred recently at Barrett Jackson. All right. Um, and we won't spend too much time on this, but uh, as you guys know, every year uh, Barrett Jackson. Um, uh, has an auction and um, in Scottsdale, which I, I'm disappointed because of COVID. I had an, uh, an end to be able to go to that this year and because of COVID, um, uh, unable to travel. But uh, there were a couple of vehicles of notoriety that, that, that went for a lot of money. And typically, you know, numbered vehicles, when it's, you're the first one off the assembly line, the first production vehicle, and the numbers are what they are, VIN 001, uh, like in the case of the, um, the Hummer. Um, the Hummer EV pickup uh, hasn't even been built yet, uh, but it went at Barrett-Jackson for $2.5 million. Um, oh, boy. The buyer, yeah, that's a lot of money. I, I mean, uh, I guess I'm okay with that coming out of GM. You know, some of those stuff like we were talking about recently with Lordstown and you know, me even Nicola, where people, I, there's no way I would do it from a manufacturer like that. I wouldn't even do it on a Rivian, and 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 they've got you know production information. I mean, they're you know they're mm-hmm. they're tweeting out videos all the time of them on test drives. But uh, I right. guess I guess it's pretty much a sure thing with GM, right? I mean, yeah, it's happening, man. I mean, it's 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 I'm I'm ex- I'm really interested in seeing what this thing is going to be looking like in person. And that will be, correct me if I'm wrong here, but historically significant because it's the first all-electric truck to come out of the General Motors family, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And what's cool about this, and as as you all well know, uh, Barrett-Jackson is huge into arranging proceeds going to specific um, uh, causes, and this one is really a good cause. So first of all, the buyer... Um, uh, she, she does not give her name, um, and, and they're not going to give her name. Uh, she'll receive the vehicle with VIN 001 when it rolls off the assembly line at factory zero is what they call it in uh, Detroit. And that's the, uh, the ham tramp, uh, uh, plant, uh, this fall. Um, the proceeds are going to the tunnel to top. Uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh, it's a nonprofit that honors firefighter 
Stephen Siller, who died on September 11, 2001. What this, what this group does is they help injured military and first responders and the families of those who died in the line of duty. So I commend Barrett Jackson and GM for stepping up uh, and this lady that purchased this um, for stepping up and um, uh, contributing to that cost. So it didn't end there. It did not end there. What else did they auction off, Keith? Well, you're you're going to want to talk about that Bronco, and I'm going to mention before we get to that that the Ford family, uh, I believe it was at the same auction, unloaded one of their family-owned, meaning the Ford family had had this in their collection, one of their old vintage Ford station wagons. Right. And it was kind of a dud. Like, it didn't bring what I think everybody expected. But right. the Bronco, so here we go, like, car that's been around vintage owned by the ford family for you know i don't know how many decades lots or brand new shiny whatever that you know in in the case of the hummer hasn't even been built yet in the case of this bronco i i believe it was actually you know it was ready to be sold um but yeah one of the new broncos right yeah it's um it's vin uh, 001 as well uh, as a 2021 Bronco two-door. Um, that money will go to the National Forest Foundation and Outward Bound. Um, that one went for uh, $1.075 million, uh, which GM's got to be poking their chest out of that. Ha ha, we got more than you. Right, um, well, and you know what? Good for good for Barrett Jackson to do this and, and drive that much uh, revenue to charities and we've had some dealings with those guys and they do mm-hmm. seem to be really really good at what they do right um and 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 they are well known for that um mm-hmm. I, I just would this have happened 15 years ago jay no no we, we've car number we've got one su- who cares yeah we've right? we've got right we've got such a shift now it's um but these are these are unique vehicles again this is the first edition of well you know yeah, and by the way, sense, speaking of you know, go ahead. By the way, speaking of that, let me tell you what it was. It was a fully loaded first edition model um, in the ex, in the exclusive lightning blue paint. Um, has uh, navy pure leather trim seats. Um, has a two point seven liter V six EcoBoost uh, connected to unfortunately a ten speed automatic mm. transmission. Womp, womp, well, womp, womp. Yeah, well, you got to get the uh, yeah. Well, here, there you go. Yeah, because if you want the V6, you got to go with an automatic, as we've learned. So you're That's not right. going to get a manual transmission right now in a in a in a in a six. One more went that day uh, or over the weekend. Um, a 001 van as well. It was the 2021 Ram 1500 TRX launch edition. Um, it only sold for 410,000, but it uh, all the proceeds there. Um, went to the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. Also yeah. on Friday, 500000 was raised to benefit Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation uh, with the sale of a 2021 Ford Mustang Mach yeah. 1 Fastback VIN 001. There you go. So. Now, those TRX, they're out. Like, we saw one the other day. And they yeah, are, that they're is a cool, good-looking truck. So that, it is, man. I've that seen one, one was held well. back a little bit to auction a little later. Because you can you can actually go... You, you can put your order in right now and take delivery pretty quickly on one of those. Um, right. And they are really, really aggressive, good-looking Ram truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
very different than the rest of the you know your typical I like pickup truck. I like yeah. them. I do. You know, of course. Let me ask I've, you this. I, yes. Just because sure. I'm me and I can't leave this alone. Okay. I, I I think it's probably better that these VIN 001s go to a museum somewhere, which clearly is what's going to happen in these cases. Because, uh, Jay, how many times have you gotten it perfectly the first time you've you've done something? Mm. Right? Like, yeah. here, uh, let, let me just, let me, let me refine that question a little bit. You've worked on cars before, right? You've turned wrenches. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know how to you know how to you know how to change brake pads, right? Sure. You know yeah. how to road, turn rotors, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a car guy. That's what it says right here, dude. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. First time <laughs> that you do that with a, a model that you haven't seen or touched before, right? Is it, it going to be your best? No. You can try your best, but there's going to be something that there's always a learning that, experience. That absolutely, you come back there's and a do curve. The next time. Absolutely, and you'll do it best so, the next time. You know, I'm, as technicians, that's what we do. We learn. I'm as we thinking go. these these first few rolling off the assembly line. I don't know, man. I know they train them in advance. You guys are going to point that out to me and all that. But you know, I, I have family that that put these cars together, assembly these and trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, it's a good thing those are going to probably end up in a museum. That's that's all. I'll leave it alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't disagree with the fact that, um, you know, given the human element, you're going to have that uh, happen. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we do have statistical processing controls in place to prevent that from happening. But, you know, there are people that are monitoring those statistical process controls. And hmm, sometimes things get by. And, and I've been in manufacturing a lot in my life, and I can tell you that uh, there is probably not any production run that there isn't some issue. There always is. That's just the way it goes. Trust me when I tell you this. So yep. You bring up a good point. No doubt about it. So uh, there you Keep go, guys. On. Good causes. Vin triple yeah. one or 001 for all those vehicles and good causes and um, good good for good for Barrett Jackson for doing all that stuff. So. All right, so uh, where are we going next, man? You go. I think this this is on you, isn't You're it? You're on a roll. Nah, I just I just I just sit here and push buttons. Pick the what next kind one. What kind of a, what kind of a roll am I on? Ciabatta or uh, <laughs> what, uh, yeah? Let's go to uh, yeah. <laughs> so we are excited about this particular one. Um, Keith found this. I I didn't I, I and I read it. And I'm like, wow, man. See, this is this is what companies should be doing. And we're going to go back and take you back again to when Keith and I were at the last SEMA show that you could be there in person. And everywhere you turned, there was some sort of overlanding type experience set up in the halls. Yep. Uh, whether it be Jeep, Ford, GM, it just didn't matter. Uh, rooftop tents. Um, racking systems for overlanding. Um, all of those things were heavy, heavy, heavy at that show. And we have been waiting for Rivian to unveil in production the new truck that's coming out. And it looks like they're getting closer and closer. But they made a really, really, really cool... They, I don't, we, we can't confirm this, but it looks like this is what's going to happen. It looks like both parties are committed to this just based on the images that we've seen. 
Um, and the fact that it is the uh, the CEO of Rivian uh, that happens RJ, to be the, yeah. yeah that happens Founder, to be the yep. one revealing this information. So take it away, Keith. What do we have for our fans out there? What can yeah, they expect so, from these guys? So here's what here's what we know. Okay, I'll help you. I'll help you put the pieces together now, Jay. If you're not following our, uh, he's the I don't know how to say his last Scaringe R.J. Scaringe Scaringe yes yeah. Scaringe. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, which we are, and by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at the Counter Show. Um, he's got an interesting. Um, Rivian is very good at marketing. They almost mm-hmm. remind me of Microsoft in their attempts to get there first. There's a lot of uh, EV competition right now on the truck side. Ford's working on one. We were just yeah. talking about the Hummer in a previous segment. Um, right. You know, there's Lordstown is working on one. Nikola was partnered with GM on a Badger product. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but um, there's a lot of competition in the electric truck market, okay? There sure is. Rivian has a partnership with Amazon to build vans, but they seem to be doing a very good job of getting people's attention on the marketing level. And mm-hmm. so what RJ is out here doing um, is he's like, lip, like he goes out with his, and this is kind of funny, like he posted a video from, I guess it was last weekend, and he said, hey, it's a Sunday morning. I'm out. We're just we're road testing. And you could see like they were just it was one of the R1Ts. It was their truck. Right. And then they flipped the camera to the back seat, and his two little boys are in the back seat and his wife's in the middle and they're climbing up some mountain and there's snow up there. And, you know, everybody's just having he's just out with his family like he's involved in the R&D process. He's using it with mm-hmm. his family. Why not? Right. Absolutely. And so, I, I think that that's, that sends a that sends a very very strong message to yep. potential buyers. Sure, that yeah. he's he's doing this. This is you know, and it just makes sense. So so uh, over the weekend, apparently he tweeted um, he was camping in front of his house, and he got his mm-hmm. kids, and and looks like yeah, his wife's in there too, and they have a yep. rooftop. Now we've talked about the rooftop tents before. This one this one actually sits on the top of the bed, not on the top of the truck roof. But they do have a model that we Jay and I looked at the pre-order on it where you can buy the camp kitchen. It slides out in the truck, so it goes well. Right. It right. appears that Yakima has partnered with Rivian, and they are going to make a tent, a rooftop tent, finger quotes there, right? It fits over the bed, made for the Rivian, customized to fit. Both logos are on the tent that he took pictures of and tweeted with his family in it. Yep. The Rivian logo and the Yakima logo. Now, Yakima, yes. of course... Named after that town in Washington, which unfortunately I know all too well, um, because I was stranded there. <laughs> You'll have for to a go while. way back uh, yeah. for that podcast on your trailer, probably. And, and, yeah, and to yeah. the dude that stole my trailer. <laughs> yeah. One day. Yeah. One day. Uh, <laughs> so so hey, speaking of the the Yakima and you know the the Rivian, the commitment to each other, and you, you had the camp. Yep. Camp kitchen, yep. right? Are you yep. seeing what I'm seeing? Well, they know that there's... Okay, so you started talking about this at the beginning of the segment, this Overland crowd. Rivian mm-hmm. has clearly identified that there is a good fit in their customer base to appeal their product to the Overland mm-hmm. crowd, right? Yeah, They're it makes complete sense. They're clearly making an effort to focus on that. Yeah. I mean, it's a vehicle... I mean, if you're gonna put, a, if you're gonna be a, a, you know, an all electric truck, and you've got the competition around you, and you see what everybody else is using yeah. their trucks for, 
Right. I mean, you got to have purpose, man. Right. So why not just you just get right into it? And they've done it. And one of the images, if you look on the uh, right side of the vehicle um, behind the yeah. right rear passenger, you'll see it's got the can. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's there. got the camp the kitchen. It's there. Yep. Now they do it's not there. show that on their website. So when you go and you order uh, a truck or you pre-order. Mm-hmm. And you and you do the customizer and you choose that camp kitchen option. It will not show you the passenger side of the vehicle where that thing where they cut a little cut. You can see there's an extra panel right there that slides out on this right. one. It's right there. It is right, right. there. Yep. So um, the collaboration, it really does make a lot of sense. I mean, Yakima is um, uh, synonymous with racks to support uh, all their outdoor stuff. And um you know, they do stuff for snowboarding, fishing, and all that sort of stuff. So for them to work with um, a young automaker like this, you know, a startup uh, automaker like this, uh, could be a good fit for them, man. I think if they're the first going in after these guys, I, I think that it sets the bar uh, for the re- for, for even their competition in that area. So, um, but what uh, what they're saying here is that uh rivian's r1t and r1s have added features that fit the same market as the yakima rooftop tent um so they're saying also the automaker automaker looks to deliver the first vehicle um uh, soon and the customers will immediately start taking them out into the wild june is yeah yeah yeah, so and that makes sense, man. It makes total sense that they they're doing this now because if you're you're in the spring, I mean we we've, we've got I mean not only to mention just yourself, Keith. I mean you're outdoorsy. You go you like RVing. I have several friends in this area that they do a lot of rooftop camping, mm-hmm. and um, they love it. And I think it's and, and again back to that SEMA show. That's all you saw were rooftop right. tents and racking. So I think it's a really wise decision that they have partnered up if this does indeed come to fruition that they partnered up with these guys i'm excited to see what this thing is going to be like and again clearly i mean just you know if you follow rj on twitter at all like even he's even got the r1s which is their suv and he'll post little things like hey we're ready to go camping in one right like they're yeah they're, they're focused on that camping crowd now while we're on the subject of rivian and before we put this one to bed um i'm gonna add one other thing so for those of you that have not subscribed to uh, the podcast or our video channel over on YouTube, if this is your first time checking us out, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment if you'd like. Let us know what you'd like to see in the future. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast, the audio podcast, over on our website at partscounterguru.com. Just click on the podcast tab near the top, and it'll take you right to all the platforms out there. You just pick your favorite one. Um, That's it. And I say that. For this reason, because there's a there's a podcast back there about what six months where we did a Rivian pre-order mm-hmm. and we went through yep. all the options available and we released a video on it as well. Okay, and if you remember Jay, Rivian said we're our sales process, our buying process is going to be different. It's going to be great, and they didn't right. go into why. And I think I jumped on that, and I'm like, yeah, but you're you're sort of telling people it's going to be unique, but you're not really telling them how it's going to be unique, and mm-hmm. you know what is all that? Do you remember that? I do okay. recall it very well, yeah. So here is here is what I know now that Rivian has, has, has announced about that process. Um, they announced the other day, uh, middle of March, 
Say hello to the team that will make owning a Rivian something truly unique. Every Rivian owner will be paired with a personal, dedicated Rivian guide. Right. Your single point of contact for all things Rivian. Okay? And they've got more info over on their website. But basically, that last sentence is what made it... Because, you know, I'm reading that, and I'm like, well, that's just a salesperson. You're just... It's right. just semantics, right? That's an Apple no. trick, right? No, this is somebody who knows the product. Single point of contact, all mm -hmm. things Rivian. So if right. you have any questions in the buying process or apparently the owner because he did use the term every rivian owner right? right you go to that single point of contact right this will be interesting how they see how they pull this off with servicing and it's almost a valet right you have your it, it, it concierge, is. right it is and i i think i had heard somewhere where they're going to be partnering up with specific dealers um you know, big groups, auto groups, right? Uh, to help them achieve this because they have to have locations to meet these people. But I had heard that they may be even just coming right to your house, man. You know, right? And, well, we and, still don't know what the delivery process is going to look like, but we're no. one step closer to seeing we sure are. Their, you know their sales we're, process exposed. Let's so they're saying mid June, early June. I read June. I read uh, actually on RJ's Twitter feed. I read. Um, that production begins in June. Okay, well, stay no, tuned, no, no. guys. That's on the trucks. That's on the trucks. That's the, on the, the trucks. The right. Amazon I get it. vans. They're already in production. Yeah, they're they're out there. Yeah, um, making weird sounds. Um, so, <laughs> and that's not on Rivian, by the way. That's that's on that's something that Amazon wanted. If you you can go back to one of our other podcasts about that or video segments. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's I'd, it, I'd be fine I'm with a, that, you know, yeah, or, or maybe a little, Jetson, George Jetson. Maybe a little George Jetson. Oh, you know what would be the absolute best? What? I know, I know you love that George Jetson, like, I, right? I, I do, but man. What about like just a foghorn? What about like you just pull through the neighborhood and you get, hey, my Oof. stuff's here, right? Like, what, I guess that'd be too annoying. I don't know. Oh, no, have you, have you? You've been to hockey games, right? Of course. Yeah. Right. So how about how about the when goal! they score a goal? Right. Well, that's the point. Right. You your yeah, stuff yeah. has you won. Yeah, right? It's you arrived. Win. Yeah, you win. Yeah, yeah it's know. arrived. Yeah. Yeah. This is why you don't leave me in charge of stuff like this, man. <laughs> All right. Well, let's you know let's stay on the subject of buying vehicles. Um, you know, man, I tell you, uh, what we're about to talk about smells all over to me i i i don't know man i really don't know how much i agree with this um but we'll see um keith do you, i mean what's your sense yeah, on this let, let's right, let's so, get people into this so all right so now this is going to come as a surprise to you jay and 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 if far be it from me who usually i'm the first of the two of us that will step into controversy right mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm usually yeah, the oh, guy yeah. That if you if you put if you hang it out there, I'm gonna like go after that carrot on a stick. But right. I I'm I'm concerned about this. Okay. I, um but I, I I I want everyone to know, I want our audience to know that I am not presenting this as a um Boy, I got to be careful here. So we think this is what Nissan is doing. Okay, it mm -hmm. seems like it's a bad idea, and we'll get into what it is, what it right. is, in just. If a you're minute. an economist, you would say it was. Yes. But 
I also know that there are probably details in this that we don't have. And so that's the part right there that I'm just going to caution everybody. We don't have the 100% full story here. We have some pieces, okay? We do. And look, as proof that we are Nissan fans, we just finished a segment on this podcast earlier, a couple segments mm -hmm. back, on the Z, okay? Right. I've owned a Z. We've, we've both owned Nissans. We're Nissan fans. This is not check out our check out our Frontier Pathfinder yep. video we shot from a few over on uh, YouTube few podcasts yep. back. Go to yep. youtube.com forward slash parse county gurus, subscribe yep. while you're there and check that video out, which by the way, that video has really got some traction. So um right. So so and I and I say this all the time, and it's like, you know, the coach thing, right? Or you know, what I say to my kid, like I'm I'm hard on you because I expect more from you because I, I, I want the best from you. You know, I say it about mm. Apple all the time. That's why I'm busting For Apple's sure. chops all the time, right? Because they yeah. can do better. They're capable Tough of love, better. man. So the thing with Nissan is we know, we've joked about it, they've been in trouble for a while. Uh, you know, ever since their uh, leader, their their former head escaped in a cello case or whatever. <laughs> oh, right. Um, right. It, you know, crossing, crossing uh, borders. But there is apparently some subprime lending going on in in the Nissan organization. And mm. those of you, first of all, you hear that word and you just think back to the recession of 2008. And we know in the housing right. market, um, that's what helped cater to the collapse of the economy. Now, I'm, not, I'm no economist, okay? I'm not a financial expert. I'm not trying to be... I'm just, in layman's terms, going to kind of oversimplify this a little bit and say basically what it looks like, again, what it looks like, it appears on the surface, what mm -hmm. Nissan is trying to do here, and I'm getting some of my information from Jalopnik, which it, right there, I'm, 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 I, need, I need a little bit more information. But they are trying to sell their vehicles to people that really, from a financial standpoint, should not be approved credit-wise, to buy a vehicle. They're, they're not able to get them uh, approved through standard financing channels through traditional banks or Nissan uh, fi Motor Finance or whatever it is. Um, so they are working with some third-party lending partners, um, and basically that lending partner will loan the money to the buyer and take on some of the responsibility for the debt should that buyer um fall through should that buyer be unable to fulfill their you know their payments right right and it's it's kind of a you know look we've fallen on desperate times now the timing of this bothers me if this mm -hmm. is definitely what's going to happen because i mean they're rolling out stimulus checks and Right, right. So why are we sending people money if things are fine? Right. That's that's where I'm going with this. Is that it's a it's a baiting. I, I mean, and I, and it bothers me because I mean I'm I'm not real sure of the motivation here. Well, that I mean, part's clear. They need to sell well, cars, I mean, and they'll yeah, do. Well, I know that, and they're willing I, I to take that. higher risks. But the tactics that go in with subprime lending, right? If you look back in history of how those things happen, there are people's lives that have been ruined because of the, lend, the, the subprime lending practices. And, sure. and their credit history, uh, if, you know, there, there are stipulations within these, these um, subprime lending practices that 
can really hurt you. So you have to be very careful. I know it's it's like it's attractive. You know, I you know these folks wouldn't if lend you me money. If you make three hundred dollars a week, you can get right. a car. Come see Ex- me down at the old. Yeah, I know. I exactly. Know. Which, by the way, Cars Direct reported it on this as well. Um, it, you know, and that's they're a reliable right. source as well. So we True. don't know. We, again, we're just basing this on what we're what we're seeing being reported. So, so dealers in the Nissan organization. Now, this launched on March sixteenth of twenty twenty one. If right. they can't get their potential buyer approved through their traditional financing channels, and they have some that you know are banks, and they have some that's Nissan, uh, you know Nissan corporate lending or whatever, um, it's called Signature Access Subprime Dual Pass Through Program. By the way, that's what they're I mean, calling they're the actually, program. That's actually what they're calling. And the it, dealers yes. can then leverage that program, and they can send those credit applications out to lenders in that subprime dual pass-through program so and that's where one of the problems begins keith yeah and as far as nissan's concerned on the surface hey we're hit we we, we're we're making we're making sales right we're hitting our numbers Mm -hmm. whatever that's right i just first of all it's it's a big commentary on if nissan is willing to take this risk Mm -hmm. the the situation that they are in as a company right now and it ain't good Okay, because I really don't see a company that's stable doing this right now. I GM had a tough year last year. They lost a lot of money. They're not doing this, as far as I know. Ford's no. not. There's doing a lot it. of incentives out there. There's sure there's some really good deals out there. Toyota's not, not doing it. Nope. Right. Mm-mm. Ah, man. I just yeah. I don't. Hmm. Hmm. So. To give you a little bit more background on it, folks, and this is according to the sources, they decided to go with a couple that do not have a really good uh, track record with the uh, Better Business Bureau. Yeah, um, and that's the problem. That's when I when I learned of this, I thought, "Gosh, man, I just don't, you know, why, man? I mean, Nissan is really on a roll right now with with uh, bringing yeah. back some some really great vehicles." Uh, so and, so and so star ratings at like BBB rankings is you know out of five. I think it's out of five stars. Five they're both stars. in the one point zero something. Yeah, right? I mean, at now, best, now just look, a little over one star. Keep in mind that most of the people that fill out surveys and complete reviews are people that have had a bad experience, right? Meaning. The people with the good experiences don't take the time to. That's just that's just kind of the way we are as humans. They don't leave positive feedback. Some do, but I think the ratio of people that are motivated to complete follow ups, it's usually those that have something that have a complaint. So so you know understand that you have to be a little bit objective with this. That said, the BBB is it is ridiculously easy to dismiss a BBB complaint. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example. I had a Toyota Forerunner. I had a Toyota dealership in the town that I lived in that uh, I had had an act, somebody hit it and I had to have a part of it repainted. And I pulled the thing off the lot and it was like orange peel, paint on, overspray on the tires. Mm. I mean, just like did a 12-year-old, you know, did you give him right, your Binks gun right. and let him go to town, right? Yeah. So I took it back. They agreed that it wasn't you know i don't even know how their quality control passed it out well jay that went on four times and by the fourth time that i took it back and there was still orange peel in the paint and there was still overspray on the tires i was like we're done dudes i i don't continually have time to keep bringing you my vehicle and be without a car 
So I sent a letter to the BBB. Well, like they just sent some nonsense response back that said, we want what the customer wants and we're happy to work with the continue to work with them until it's resolved. Well, that's great. That's whatever. Right. Sure. And the BBB yeah. went away. So to get yourself into a one star rating with the BBB, that takes some work. That's not. Yeah. You you pissed off a couple customers. That's, you got some explaining to yeah. do, man. You know, I mean, there's just uh, I mean, there, there's a number of reasons why. Um, you know, a couple of these lenders, um, let's see here. <laughs> Complaints are wide ranging. They say from payments being posted to customer accounts late yeah, and nice. having that and having that negatively impact their credit score, yep. not through their own doing. These are the lenders posting right. these late and not the consumer. Yeah. And there's you know, standards that they have to follow to post those payments that apparently they're not. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then one of the sketchiest things is is like requiring a double payment at the end of a loan if the last payment is lower than the regular payment amount. I mean, uh, complaints over things like overpayments not being returned, processing auto pay payments early, and charging a daily late fee on payments that were mailed on time. Um, it's just, it just doesn't paint a pretty picture for these these uh, in, individual companies. Yeah, the subprime lending, lending. Yeah, the subprime it's not lending. good, man. They it's don't have a good, good. reputation. So, now, I'm, to be fair, you know mm-hmm. there is a reason that m- most traditional lending institutions won't touch these customers. There are reasons for that. It's not because they're mean. That you know that old yes. bankers mean right. It's because mm-hmm. they're in most cases credit is earned right and and there are there are marks on these people's you know credit that they have earned right i'm not saying things can't happen that aren't your fault i'm just saying in general the majority of these people have bad credit for a legitimate reason okay Mm -hmm. so you've got to expect that the process of collecting of bill collecting with those folks is going to be a little bit different it's going to be a little bit tougher Sure, it would. Sure, it would be. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you're going to be a little I mean, bit more difficult about, to deal with, but how but. about just don't sell a car to somebody right. that can't really afford it? Sometimes you got to think for them, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, again, this this is very relatable to the housing issue that we had back in 2008 when we when the market just it just completely crashed because right. they were loaning money to people. And approving loans for homes that people just had no business buying. I mean, we're talking, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar homes where people couldn't afford a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, and they're getting the loans for them. Uh, and, and you know, I remember during that time frame, my wife and I going out for a loan, and we being approved for that seal up to that ceiling. You're approved up to. Right, and I'm looking at them going, okay, yeah, and who's going to pay for that? Right, I know I I'm like approved, it, yeah. but you know, but who's going to pay for that? Because I can't. I, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I know how much money I make. I don't know where you're coming up with your math, but that doesn't work into my budget. Sadly, my favorite, my favorite was the stated income. It's like, no, right. I don't, I don't really right. want anybody looking right. into my tax returns. Can we just do stated income? And they're like, sure, right. tell us and what you make. You, Two of the biggest purchases that you'll ever make in your life are going to be an automobile and a home, and those purchases are full of emotion, 
and you dangle a carrot in front of somebody's face that that really wants that car and we're going to give you the money for it man but you know what if 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 you miss one payment we're going to cut your leg off you know i mean it's like people aren't they don't think sometimes so i think there is some unfair practices uh with this and i personally would like to see where this goes and revisit this at some point but i don't know man I don't know if it's a smart move for Nissan here to, to allow that to happen. Now, they are are these an authorized are they corporate program? Corporate program. Dealers so, have access to that channel according in to other the words, information that we have. In other words, the Nissan lending channels are saying, no, we're not going to borrow or we're not going to allow these folks to borrow the money for this car. However, here's a program we have. You're on your way. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And we authorize that to be done. So it's got their fingerprints on it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, what's, a, what's you know, I, I mean, I can't be the only one that looks this, at this and goes. Nothing in this is good from my perspective. And I hope you guys that are, that are longtime fans of the show that have seen more than a couple episodes or listened to uh, more than a few I can hear it. Jay, I sound probably very different right now in this segment that we're talking about than I think I, I probably ever have on this program. Would you, would you, you picking up so. what I'm laying down? Like, I I'm do. not, this isn't, I'm, I'm really worried. Like, this yeah. is, it, okay. So, so again, back to kind of beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. here in the United States, as the auto industry goes, so typically does our economy. Not all. I'm not I'm not saying it's a sure thing. I'm saying historically speaking, that has been the case. That's why people That's watch right. car sale numbers. There are so many red flags in this. Oh, absolutely. I hate I to be Debbie you, Downer. You know, I, I, yeah. Well, and again, we're, we, we are just observers and we like getting information out. Uh, so like to throw that disclaimer out there. If you want to go buy a vehicle and you know that you can afford it under those circumstances, by all means, do it. But just understand that, as with any loan, there are going to be um, uh, things that, that that can come back on you um, if it's not done appropriately. And just be careful. Now, if you do go through one of these subprime lending agencies, watch your, watch your uh, transactions. Just make sure. Just cross your T's and dot your I's because that's what it will take maybe. Um, if these guys have this low of a rating through uh, uh, Better Business Bureau, then um, just know what you're getting into. So I don't know, man. I think it's got some guy back there cracking his knuckles waiting. I Honestly, I mean, we joke about that, but I don't think we're far from it, you know? No. Um, so I mean, it, it almost sounds like these guys, you know, the repo practices that, mm-hmm. that occur with some of these two, that's scary, man. Just you wake up one morning, you go outside, and you miss a payment, and your vehicle's gone. You know? <laughs> but you signed the dotted line. You signed it. So they're legally, uh, they're bound legally to the contract, as you are. So um, until otherwise uh, proven uh, guilty for, for otherwise. So there you have it. So, wow, just uh, – I never – this will be interesting, and I want to come back to it because I, I kind of think that maybe over time this may not occur, and and I'm just going to put that out there. My thoughts that hopefully the the you know wiser minds will prevail, right? And because there's nobody else out there in the industry doing this right now, um, 
and it, it could come across as ugly. And I don't think Nissan really needs this right now. They're really on a roll with what they're doing. So that's all I have to say about it. All right. So be careful, folks. I was gonna I was gonna say, you know, we're we're kind of getting close to the end of our time here. Mm-hmm. I just can't end on that. It's too depressing. So let's go with something a little fun here, okay? <laughs> um, so here I've got a I've got a good one for us to end the program on. Um, I'm I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with this because you know I can't help it. But uh, it is heavily rumored that Corvette or I guess General Motors is working on a Stingray SUV now. Before you <laughs> yeah. freak out <laughs> and talk about. And I can understand why you might think, hey, that's dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I might no. be inclined to agree with you. But I want but, you to think for just a minute about the the Porsche Cayenne. The uh Lamborghini's got one. The name escapes me right now, but I saw one on the road the other day. The Urus. The my apologies. Urus. Yeah. Urus. Um not Uranus, but Urus. Urus. I mean, certainly Mustang with their Mach-E. Right. Uh, you know, this it's, is not far fetched. It's being done, okay. And the <laughs> yeah. reason it's being done is because there are companies that are seeing success in it in their performance line. And yep. these really aren't SUVs; they're crossovers because an SUV has to be built, as we've established, on a truck platform. These are not right. Right. It's not stepping on your 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 Corvette namesake. It's right. just it's a different right. direction, just like what you said with the Ford Mach E. They call right. it a Mach E. Right. And it is different than the Mustang. So 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 um basically it's it's been kicked around for a long time, but it sounds like they're getting a little bit more serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um and and we know this because um GM is a, doing interviews where they're commenting on it. Right. Um they had a they had a press conference recently too and they saw an unidentified crossover SUV in the background. Now that could have been a lyric Cadillac yep. Lyric, it could have been a number of those crossovers that they're working on, but um, it looked uh, similar to one of the renderings that we've seen here. And uh, it's actually cool looking, man, that, the rendering. I, it, it's similar to the Mach-E. Yeah, I don't know. I understand why they would use the Corvette name because it would lend credibility to sales. It would get them sales. But the problem mm-hmm. that I have with that is that's an icon, and it was, it was intended – for something that this ain't right right and it bothers me a little bit to see them use the corvette name to do it now look like back to that lamborghini they didn't call it uh you know um uh, a gallardo or you know they didn't use an existing lamborghini model to um to borrow the name from they gave it its own name right 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 that's exactly right. And I think that will happen here as well. But, you know, it's not anything new spinning spinning off a model into a brand, by the way. It could be a brand for GM, right. like you were, you know. You know, I mean, uh, Ram with, you know, uh, Dodge with the Ram, Hyundai with Genesis, yep. that sort of stuff. Um, now, in this same segment, though, GM denies that plan, but I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't really start talking about it until you, yeah. Because then your competitor, there's just a whole list of reasons why that's a bad idea. And I tell Uh, you what, will it sell? Well, just ask Porsche. Just ask Lamborghini. They'll tell you. I mean, again, like you said, how many Porsche Cayennes have you seen around? 
Right. And the fact that we're going all electric on the GM side, and they've got a all electric Hummer now that's that's near production, getting auctioned off at Barrett Jackson for record dollars. I think there's some excitement around the on the, you know vehicles of this type. Um, right. You know, we keep looking for the Mach E out here on the showroom floor. I can't wait to see one because I want to go drive one. I told yeah. you back way back when when we podcasted about that that I was ready to go consider buying one, man. So we'll see. Now, this thing right here, man, I, I I bet you it carry a hefty price though, Keith. Just because yeah, of what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're not gonna use that that Corvette name and not have it be, you know, I mean, anywhere near it's gotta be I mean, if the Hummer EV's over a hundred thousand, I mean this thing yeah, I, I just don't see it being under 100K, but yeah. No, especially if it comes with all the technology that Hummer comes with. Now, granted, it, the, this would not be a you know what the Hummer is, but still, you know, to make uh, electrification work across your uh, company, period, you're going to be using similar platforms um, to make that work, which makes complete sense, and that's the Ultium. Um, battery platform that they uh, they have been working on hard makes sense why not and I bet the damn thing will be fast you know they can tweak these things to get some serious uh, horsepower out of them um, so it's it's an exciting topic to talk about hey look man we, we, we when the C8 came out the new mid-engine um, it was met with a lot of controversy um but then as people started seeing these things show up and owners started taking possession, then you really started to see some of them go, oh, wow, you know, this is, this is all right. This is pretty good. I think that the mid-engine vet was a great move for GM. I think they had to go there. Um, so what's next? All-electric uh, SUV? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think, pretty bold. I think so. Pretty bold, don't you think? Yep. So yep. awesome. So hey, everybody, thanks for watching. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've uh, listened to and or watched, um, don't forget to subscribe. Go to youtube.com forward slash parse kind of gurus and hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up, ring the bell, hit that notification bell up there. That way you are notified every time a video like this comes out. Um, if you just prefer the audio podcast only, go to partscounterguru.com and go to the podcast link and you can catch us on just about every platform out there. Um, we do mention things on this podcast um, and you will find a mention on the podcast tab where you can purchase those things. But you can also do your own shopping if you're on our site and you feel like you need to buy something through Amazon. You can click up that icon up in the upper right-hand corner and go shopping. That helps us out. Um, we appreciate all of uh, the assistance that that gives to us. We have no idea what you're buying, who you are, or anything like that, but we do get a little bit of love from that, and we'd like to we'd like to continue doing what we're doing. So you are supporting us and supporting the show by, uh, by doing a little shopping there. So thank you in advance if you attempt to go over and do that. So... Uh, social media, we're on facebook.com uh, forward slash parts kind of gurus. We're on instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus. We're also over on Twitter, and our handle is at the counter show. And um, like us, follow us, share us, do whatever you want, and just keep coming back. We really appreciate it. So, 
What else you got, man? That's it, man. Thanks, Jay. Wow. wow. What a good show. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was a little different. I got a little Love nervous. It. I don't think I've ever gotten nervous. Not not like nah. nervous like, oh, I'm being recorded, but nervous for right. the auto industry on the podcast. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some there's some meat on the bone here, my friend. Some meat on the bone here. So, so um, yeah, uh, now you're making me hungry. So I guess uh, until uh, <laughs> until next time, everybody, thank you so much for your comments on our YouTube page. Thank you for subscribing over there. Check us out on our podcast for those of you that are already subscribed. Um, we appreciate that very much. Thank you. If you haven't, partscounterguru.com, as Jay said, it's the best place to find us. Uh, so for my podcasting partner, Jay, over there, I'm Keith. Live long and prosper. See you, everybody. Take care. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. I am Jay, and that is my co-host, Keith, there. How are you this morning, my friend? Hey, man. Uh, when does that <laughs> unplugged album come out? Oh, man. You didn't just do that. <laughs> oh, oops. Sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be that's gonna be great in in post when I beep it out. <laughs> Sorry, now you know what I was laughing about. <laughs> now I do. Now I do. I had now to I get do. that out of my system. Oh, uh, no worries. Cry. I don't. I uh. trust me. I I don't know who all's listening uh, in that uh. regard. But uh, anyway, okay. So here, how are start you? <laughs> really? Well, not the whole okay. thing. Just the welcome in. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So. <laughs>